Okay, John. It's gonna be okay. We're all all gonna be fine. Midge was Midge was very special (laughs) to Moose, I guess. I guess I don't know. And also you. I loved her. I mean, Midge was. She did have cool hair, and she said about seven lines. So I know it's a hard. It's a tough flow. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin, and the sobbing man next to me is... John. Hi. Hi. Uh, so, obviously, we watched the episode, <laughs> Chapter 31, A Night to Remember. Um, and you know what? I'm just going to go right into what this is about while you're crying, if yeah. that's okay. So, Titanic fans... Get it together, John. Get it together, John. Titanic fans, this one is for you, because unlike a Carrie musical gone wrong, A Night to Remember is a film that is actually about um, the final night on the Titanic. Wait, did you say Titanic fans? Titanic fans, yes. I'm a huge fan of that ship that sunk in the ocean. (laughs) No, people who were... I was a very big fan of the movie. Oh, the movie. And actually also the ship, because I read a lot about it. (laughs) Um, I remember distinctly... Great ship. One slight flaw. You want to know something funny? I remember going into the bookstore with my grandpa after Titanic came out. And I I must have been very young, like maybe six years old. Mm -hmm. And I kept asking for the novelization of the movie, The Titanic. (laughs) But I didn't know it was called the novelization. But I was like, do you have a book that is about Jack and Rose in Titanic? And they were like, we have this like book that's like about the history of the Titanic. So I and you're was, like, it was real? It was real, right? So Jack and Rose. So this one is a 1958 film um, that's about the the last night of the Titanic. Seems really similar to the James Cameron movie, but Jack and Rose are not involved because they're not real. Um, but yeah, so apparently before James Cameron was a thing, people were really interested in the Titanic. Or Titanic. The Titanic. The yeah. RMS Titanic. RMS, RSS, whatever, the Titanic, the book. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not doing so good. It's been a while. We had a little hiatus. I know. Yeah. We had a, a little baby hiatus. We're, we're back now. We're so, back, what baby. is this? This is chapter, yes, chapter 31, A Night to Remember. Uh, it was written by two human beings uh, Arabella Anderson, who uh, has written before on Transparent. Uh, where she was actually a writer's assistant, so that was her first writing credit for TV. Uh, she wrote on Star, and this is her second episode of Riverdale after Chapter 19, Death Proof, which okay. is the car race Oh my god. Episode. Uh, wait, is it Move Over, Chachi? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the, uh, the other writer was Tessa Williams, yes. who has only ever written for Riverdale. Uh, actually, no, this might be her first written by credit, but she's been a story editor... Well, oh, no, no, sorry. No, okay, yeah. so she wrote on chapter six, Faster Pussycat, Kill Kill, chapter 19, Death Proof, and has been a story editor across most of season two. Uh, it was directed by Jason Stone, who has also directed for the Van Helsing, Van Helsing TV series that uh, existed. And that a couple real? of shorts, yeah. Was it good? I don't, I don't know. I don't know a single person who watched it. I didn't know oh, it existed. Okay. Um, cool. His main credit is as a producer, uh, which he did Aftermath. Awesome. And also, this is the end, I think, I saw. 
Also, his name means he's also an action star in another life, right? Jason Stone. Jason Stone. I love it. It's amazing. Yes. So, this episode was far and away better than any episode of Riverdale I have seen this year. I think it's my favorite episode of the... I can't... Of the entire series. It's amazing. Is it too much to ask for, like, this level across the board? Maybe. Maybe. Because this was, like, a very intricate musical episode. It's true. But what if we just had Riverdale be a musical? Like, what if it was this? What if it was an insane glee? Yes. Well, it kind of is an insane (laughs) glee, which I love about it. So, let's uh, Let's hop right into it. Okay, so we got some... So we got Carrie the musical. Uh, I don't know what that voice was. About goddamn time, Archie. Uh, The real OTP is Vetti, Veronica... Um, uh, Alice Cooper, what happened to you? And how Cheryl got her groove back. Okay, let's just start in order, actually. Well, we should start with Carrie the Musical, I think. Yeah, okay. That's, that is the bulk of everything. So Kevin has Jughead decide, uh, assigns Jughead the role of videographer for his musical. Because Cole Sprouse doesn't want to sing. Yeah, I wonder, does Cole Sprouse not have a singing voice, or did he need to not be in this episode much for scheduling reasons or I something? I think he specifically says that he, he is not interested in singing. Plus, Jughead, it would not make sense. You couldn't right. get him into that play, uh, but it's weird that Jughead also says yes to this. Yeah. Well, uh, no, he loves he loves being the weirdo behind the camera. I think it's fitting. I think this makes sense. That basically leads right into the first song in, which is... I think it's, it might be my favorite of the entire episode. That one or Tonight's Gonna Be the Night. Uh, but they do really great little character moments of everyone. And I learned who has great singing voices, which, oh my God, Ethel and Kevin have great singing voices. Honestly, I think everybody's really strong. The only person who I think might not be the singer is, um, do you know who I want to say? Cheryl? No, I think she's great. You don't think she's great? I, I didn't think, think she was... Oh, I think she's great. I think she might have been the weakest one. Wow. No. Okay. Who did you want to say? Um, no, I, Midge really didn't get much singing. Midge got maybe one line actually attributed to her. Yeah. In the song. Um, it's fine. Alice Cooper got her own song, right? She got like two. Yeah. Cool. I thought that was hilarious. A nice little moment where they were like, we are bringing her in because we just hate uh, what, is, what was the we, line? Uh, the most amateur thing is age-inappropriate casting coming from Kevin. Right, a wink and a nod. Like and Casey Cott might be the oldest of all I of think them? that was the joke, yeah. yeah. I think that's funny. I mean, honestly, Casey Cott looks pretty young, so I don't think it... Like, he doesn't look, like, ridiculous to be no, in high school. No, yeah, he looks very young. Good for him. I have to say, actually, Riverdale is not the worst in terms of actors who look much older than they are it's not the worst show yeah it's not um what am i thinking of uh, gossip girl yeah everyone gossip girl old. everyone looks really old which is good in a way because i think that i think that what a lot of these shows want not that they looked old bad but i think it makes us a little bit more comfortable to see people like living a scandalous life of manhattan's elite mm-hmm. where they're like hooking up on bars and like whatever blah blah, blah. If they like look like they're thirty, or maybe not thirty, but look like they're twenty-one, as opposed yeah. to look like they're fourteen. Yeah. So. Um, no, I have to get a confession out of the way as before we get real into this. I've never seen Carrie. I oh the movie. Either version. Really. Yeah. 
It's really good. It's um, I really like the book too. You should watch it. It's like very good. Like you should. I, I have it a lot. I have learned though that Roberto was a writer on the modern remake of oh, Carrie. He was also on the Town That Dreaded Sundown, and I wonder if that's like, hmm. like he's trying to kind of incorporate his film work. I wonder why Riverdale. they couldn't just title this episode Carrie. Like, I guess because it's not. Because it falls into their theme. Yeah, but, like, all of their... The names of their episodes, it's not that, like... Like, you you don't need to know anything about the movie in order to understand why it's the title of the episode. I guess. That is true. Yeah. So, the cast is such. Archie is playing Tommy, the boy next door. Uh, Betty is Sue, the good girl. Veronica is Chris, the bad girl. And Cheryl is... The iconic Carrie White. I am playing the iconic Carrie White. And most importantly, to my heart, Chuck Clayton's there. Uh, and he's trying to reform his image, even though he's playing the villain in this play. Yeah, Chuck's adorable. I love him. So Cheryl decides that she needs to prove to everyone in that circle about why she should be playing Carrie. It is weird that there were no auditions for this musical. Whoa. Kevin just picked everyone he knows. I mean, thank God, because it works out very well. So Cheryl sings a solo number. I don't remember the song's name. It's like, Carrie. Yeah. And she's like, that's not my name. It's like, I actually was listening to this earlier. Uh, you're right. The song is called Carrie. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite part is that she's like, I think some people don't want me here. And then Josie just goes, no, under her breath, like in the background <laughs> of the shot. But yeah, I... Cheryl, all of them can sing. They all have the ability to sing, but I don't think Cheryl actually has the strongest voice, especially for that song. I think Josie could have crushed that song. Uh, I would have liked to see Ethel go for that song. So would have Ethel. Yeah. Madeline Pesh is is a fine singer, but she's not like lead in a musical level. Well, I think that my only... I thought she was great, honestly. I mean, she would have definitely, like, blown the water out of, like, even my high school competition, and we had a really good theater program. <laughs> but I think that my one issue with Madeline Petch being cast is that she's too beautiful. But then I was like, all of them are so beautiful, so right. it's fine. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, even the characters that they have to make, like, look like... Like, I think they make Ethel look, like, less pretty. Yeah. Like, you could... I'm sure Shannon Purser, like, in real life, dresses much better. They, they dress her to make her look really dumpy. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the point. But, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, a sandbag almost falls on Cheryl. Which would have... Would that have I mean, that like could have... That, listen, I mean, it's sand. It hurts. There's no way someone plans that ahead of time. So, either it's an accident, or there's someone in the rafters, and you all should be looking for them right now. Right, that's true. That's a good point. And nobody does. Title card. Uh... So apparently Kevin got a letter from someone who claims to be the Black Hood who's like, you should recast, you should recast uh, uh, Carrie. And so I know that we were going to talk about this in a rumor, but I feel like it's fitting to discuss it here. Your theory, I think, is the one that makes sense, that the Black Hood is a, is around, but is not the person sending the letters. That's right, because the Black Hood is not petty. Uh, Black um, Hood Black Hood doesn't care who's playing Carrie and Carrie the musical. Black Hood wants to 
cure Riverdale. So So I'm gonna I'm gonna just say it I think that you're right, but I also think that there is something that kind of makes sense as well that I it actually just came to me. I think that the reason why the Black Hood, at least this is probably the logic that they're gonna use the kids, like as they think about it, they wanted to recast uh, Carrie as Midge because they wanted to kill Midge on stage. They, they wanted that that reveal. Yes. So that was my so thought. So he's a showman now. He's a showman. Yes. Okay. Yes. And who knew Kevin Keller had it in him? But man, you know, I mean, he. <laughs> Kidding. Am Kidding. I directing a train wreck? Ah. <laughs> so. Uh, let's see. The second song is the first time you get to see everyone in their 70s costumes. Oh my god, and it's amazing. delightful. Uh, KJ Appa does this wonderful little, like, dance where he's, like, he's super so excited to I be know. there. Um, I don't know how, but they found the best dancers any high school's ever had. Yeah. Have you ever seen Not Another Teen Movie? Yes, of course. Remember the part where Ted Mosby's just like, can you believe we go to school with so many professional <laughs> dancers? <laughs> it's so funny. There's so much of that movie that is hilarious. Um, okay, so Kevin told Jughead about the letter, and he's like, don't tell anyone. So Jughead takes it to Betty and tells her immediately. She's not anyone. She's Betty. She's Betty. Uh, and she's like, oh, well, this is probably from Ethel, because, like, she wanted to be Carrie. Something that wasn't really signified before, but... Yeah, it works. Um, so they go to question Ethel with Jughead, like, filming yeah. out the window. Not sure how that- and, like, it's not going great. But then there's a moment <laughs> when Betty just kind of looks towards Jughead, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and Ethel's like, oh, I see him too. What are you doing right now? No, I didn't. I'm not threatening Cheryl, which is also weird because she has. No one told her about the note. Oh. She doesn't say anything about notes, but she is like, I'm cool. I'll, I'll play this character, whatever, guys. Yeah. So she was probably writing the notes. So there's something there. Uh, later on, also, with, like, the... I mean, Jughead finds a magazine with, like, stuff cut out. And she's like, it's for my vision board. But, like, what does she think he's looking, he's thinking of? She, again, has not seen these notes. I, I think that maybe we're under the assumption that they were told of the notes off screen. Uh, I don't like assuming that. I guess. I don't know. That was my instinct. But maybe I'm wrong. But nobody was like, how do you know there are evil notes? Which makes me think that maybe that was the case. Also, like all these musical numbers, they are delightful. They're mostly there just to look great and be and be bops. Uh, they're, they're not like there are bops. a few that are more tied to individual character stories. But I just have to say, I noticed the one when Carrie, like the world according to Chris. That's my favorite one, I think. There's this one dancer who I'm now obsessed with, and it's the Asian girl. Is she, like, somebody we've met before? No. But I think I'm in love with her now. Okay. I've moved on from Mitch. Uh, (laughs) It was so fast. uh, She has a line later in the episode, so I'm I'm vindicated. Yeah, you should find her on Twitter. (laughs) You you guys should get married. uh, But there's a weird hold at the end of the song on Chuck and Veronica where he's, like, looking at her as she's sticking her butt out at him. Well, I thought that was, like, within the musical. (laughs) I'm not so... Sure, though. That's interesting that you said that. I didn't really think of it as more than... Like, it almost I mean, implies they're both kind of into each other. Oh, see, I, I mean, they were acting within their acting. But it's the end of the musical number during rehearsals. Oh, I missed that then, I guess. Yeah. Interesting. 
Okay. Also, when Fangs steps up and starts applauding at the end of this song, he oh. grows three times gayer that day. Do you, but is he gay? Yeah. Are we sure? They've mentioned this a couple of times, that Fangs is gay. Okay, so I thought that he was gay and that he was really into Kevin, and Kevin was like, no. Yeah, oh, yeah, because he, like, puts his hand on Kevin's shoulder at one yeah. point, and Kevin, like, brushes it off. Right, it was adorable, and I don't... So, but I thought he was hooking up with Midge. I don't think so. That's I don't think that's what's happening there. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. That was my instinct. I thought that was weird. Nah. And I was so confused. I was like, why does Midge only date gay men? <clears throat> <laughs> hey girl uh kevin gets another letter from the air quotes black hood uh and basically like all right i gotta kick cheryl out of the show and does so uh over in cheryl's storyline but when he announces this to the cast he uh he uh tells tony where cheryl is and then like promotes midge to the new carrie Aww, which is a strange choice because we Midge doesn't sing. Yeah, well... The whole episode. Why wouldn't he just give it to Ethel? You know what? Maybe he's maybe he's uh, biased. Body-wise or something. Maybe he's not a good person. Maybe Kevin's just awful. I mean, Carrie it can look... Should, I don't you know, you know why. It's because Midge is a character they could afford to lose. Yeah, that's true. If they had killed... Ethel, at the end of this episode. Oh, riots. Can you imagine? <laughs> the Riverdale riots. Shannon dies again on I a know. popular show. But honestly, it kind of makes sense if she died because she she has another show. Yeah, I know. She has places to be. Right. Um, like, Shannon's going to be fine. The She's actress work. who plays Midge isn't quite the case. Well, she actually is not as unknown as i assumed she was and it's because she's wearing a terrible wig yes everyone needs to look up amelia baranach with a j who is beautiful who is gorgeous uh without her wig on yes i mean she's gorgeous with the wig but the wig is horrible yeah it's not a great it's not a great wig at all I don't know why they gave her that wig. She could have had her full hair. I like what they're going for with, like, the kind of punk short hair, but, like, it's a shame they couldn't get real haircut or... Or something flattering. Yeah, it would have been fine to give her her natural hair in that role. Yeah. But... God, I hope it's a wig. How do they stick all of her hair underneath that wig? That's incredible. It's amazing. Uh, Where are we at? What are we talking about? Oh, the programs come in for the show. Hiram Lodge. With a big ad on the back for Hermione Lodge oh, from Mayor. Yeah. Uh, and by the time it's the big night, uh, the sheriff's there. Like, his only point in the whole episode is just to be proud of his son. He just walks through scenes and it's like, there's my son. I'm proud of him. And then leaves. I feel like that's just like his MO. Like, he's yeah. just happy and proud about Kevin. And they do this big, like, one take number. Tonight's going to be the night, which I think. Actually, so a night we'll never good. forget. I think that might actually be my favorite one. No, mine is uh, Veronica, The World According to Chris. <laughs> I just feel like that one probably was so great to film. Yeah. Because all the characters funny. got to be the characters, not the ones on stage, and show just camaraderie with each other that like we haven't seen in a while that just kind of made me happy. It was a little, like, that's the thing about musicals within, like, it's not that they're singing songs, but they're themselves. Like, a lot of times they're singing <laughs> songs as the character. Yeah. So it's a little confusing. I wasn't really sure if they were rehearsing or if they were... It's unclear. Yeah, but I like it. I kind of like the blended reality. Yeah. 
But then we go into this kind of, this is the scene that we'll probably be dissecting for a while in the rumor mill, which is Kevin's looking for Midge. Hot dancer girl uh, tells him that (laughs) she hasn't seen him. Uh, Then they do find him. Fangs is alone with Midge in her dressing room for some reason. He's like, I was giving her last minute notes. Uh, Then Jughead finds goes into Ethel's room and finds the magazine with letters cut out. She's like, it's for my vision board. Uh, And then he goes back out in the hallway and Moose pushes him aside. He's angry about something. Which is why I was like, what if Faze and Moose are in love? Oh. Moose only has eyes for Kevin. I don't know if that's true, considering he has a girlfriend. I mean, we don't know what they get up to. Maybe he has to be high on Jingle Jangle to, like... Oh, God. Moose is adorable, by Moose the way. Moose is a mess. He's a mess, but, like, a cute mess. This guy has been through hell on this show. I mean, we, we ship him and Kevin. He got beaten up by the thugs from Montreal, saw a dead body when he was just trying to hook up with Kevin... Uh, then gets denied by Kevin. His girlfriend is... You know, he gets shot when he's trying right, to right, hook right, up right. with his girlfriend and he heals, and now his girlfriend's murdered. I feel like this is just going to make it easier for Mid, uh, for Moose to like <laughs> live his true self. Like what my mom always says, like to, you know... He's gonna, it's going to take self. a while. Yeah, you um, just got to be your authentic self. Meanwhile, back in the dressing room, Veronica forgives Chuck on behalf of everyone, which, sure, I guess you can do that. Yeah. I guess we're all cool with Chuck now. I mean, she would be the one. She would be the last one to get to say if he's cool now. Like, if I were Chuck, though, I'd be like, yeah, not really cool with you. (laughs) You put me in a hot tub and, like, really made me afraid for my life. Yeah. Like, I was... That's Betty. Yeah, but, like... Yeah, he's weirdly cool with Betty now. (laughs) I would be, like... Like, I get it. Is he, like, I deserve that. (laughs) Slut-shaming is wrong, Starting rumors about people is wrong. But attempted murder is worse. Yeah. Like, like putting somebody in a hot tub. With torture. Torture. Yeah, it's basically torture. Torture's right? worse than... I feel like I'm comfortable saying that torture is worse than slut-shaming. Yeah. Is that is that a step too far? Well, I also kind of feel like the slut-shaming that he did was terrible, but not the, not the worst kind of slut-shaming you could do. And... And also, like, I feel like everybody kind of owes everybody an apology. That being said, in Riverdale, emotional damage is definitely worse than physical damage. Because they have a hospital, but they have no therapists. That's true. Yeah. That's fair. Well, I don't know. Maybe there's therapists. Well, they so have I the sisters. Guess, they have the sisters yeah. of Quiet Mercy. Oh, they, boy. They always know how to help people. They're great. So, Chick shows up for his one scene this week. Thank God. But it's like, Treatment's kind of weird, like, they're both sad about where they are now. I'm just saying, Chick is literally just trying to live. Like, Chick, like, he had a family, and then his family kicked him out. He knows she doesn't want to see him. He knows that. But he goes back to her dressing room anyway. He's trying to... He should give her the space that she needs. Well, isn't he looking for Alice? I don't think so. I honestly think that this is... They didn't show him meet up with Alice. This is him having a moment with his sister that I think is the path to healing. I disagree. (laughs) 
I think she doesn't want to see him for a while, and he should respect that and leave her alone. Yeah, I honestly, I'm not sure if I'm trolling you or if this is how I really feel. I can't tell anymore. I've lost all ability to tell. We'll know the moment Chick does something unforgivable. Okay. Like murder someone? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Alice sings before the packed audience. People really showed up for this show. I would. I mean, my high school, everybody showed up. Yeah. Actually, mine was always pretty busy, too. Did you? So did you do theater in high school? So yes, but not main stage productions. Like, I'm not an actress. And so I used to do with this, like, little theater. It was literally called the little theater. And mm-hmm. so I would do like shows in there and so I directed like a bunch of stuff which was really fun um I directed one of my favorite plays which is Dog Sees God like I love have you ever heard of it no so it's actually kind of a lot like Riverdale it Mm. is the Peanuts characters as adults wow or not adults as teenagers that's so cool it's honestly very much like Riverdale in a lot of ways but it's really sad and like emotional Mm -hmm. um and funny like it's very very funny but i mean there's a beethoven who plays the piano is um he's gay and really severely bullied it doesn't it doesn't totally hold up as well as i think it probably did when it was originally written because i think that we've come a bit of a way teenagers are different now Yeah, I think teenagers are a little different. I think it's, like, the same reason why you don't have Kevin as, like, the closeted kid whose dad is going to beat him up if he finds out he's gay. Not saying that that doesn't happen in families. Like, obviously, like, I'm sure there... It's real. It's definitely real. I don't want to ever say, like, oh, we've moved past, like... It it seems, though, like... Like, I think that in that scenario, it's more of a people don't even talk about it mm-hmm. and i feel like now there's just more outlets and even if you live in like kind of a small-minded place you, you know you can that find a safe space on the internet somewhere yeah. Or, yeah yeah so there's obviously still a lot of issues and people being closed-minded but but yeah so highly recommend that if you're a fan of riverdale you should totally read or find it online dogsy's god i I did stage crew in middle school. Yes. Where my school did a production of The Mikado that was a Western. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I wasn't in it, but I think our school did like a weird like thing with The Mikado once. Because the, the copyright ran out. It was the weirdest production I've ever really? been a part of. Ask me about it sometime. I will. Uh, and in high school, I did AV Club for a while. Oh, you would? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I got all my friends in there too. Yeah. Uh, but I did act once in a play called A Party to Murder, uh, where I basically played a guy who was in a wheelchair for most of the play. And then you stand up. And then I stand up dramatically, uh, but the character just keeps cracking jokes during the whole time, and uh, I felt very, very in my comfort zone playing that character. That sounds like a fun play. It was really, it was a good time. Uh, That was my senior year, because they always prioritize seniors for big roles, so I knew I'd get a good part if I tried out. It was a little selfish of me. It wasn't really how we did it, I don't think. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think, I guess they did prioritize seniors, but... I mean, musicals, it was always the same kids. It's always the same kids doing the same stuff every year. But sometimes you get a you get a, like a dark horse kid who like decides to act for once, and then it's like they're amazing. Yeah, they're yeah. like incredible. And then it's like that NBC show Rise. <laughs> yeah, it's just like Rise. Just like Rise. <laughs> so uh, the the backdrop opens to reveal Carrie's room. Carrie, I can't sing. That was like me faking 
And, every, and, and the audience is just like, oh. And then Cheryl's like, did you change the blocking? Oh, my God. And then eventually it's like, oh, help her. Help her. She's, she's, and they turn around and Midge has stabbed the wall, bloody. And there's a message around her in blood. So That's, she's dead. I have returned from the dead. Everyone who escaped me before shall die. Signed, the Black Hood. XOXO. Black Hood. <laughs> and Alice gives a nice scream queen scream. Which is very dramatic. And at the moment when we first saw this, and we saw this at the, um, at the, at the panel at Paley Fest. Oh, that was amazing. Everyone in the audience lost their minds as I'm just yelling, yes! I know. Yes! But nobody was sad. I think everyone Round was. two! Well, okay, so here was my weird question, because we saw this at Paley Fest like a month ago, yeah. right? Yeah, like was three it? weeks, a yeah. month. Yeah. That was a fun day. It was a great day. And then we got a Sunday... And yeah, we went to a diner afterwards. I know. I'm hungry, so that's why I'm like, oh, the best part of the day. <laughs> um, no, that was really fun. Um, but I was really surprised. I thought that they were going to show us the musical episode because it was kind of inconsequential. I thought they were going to, I thought they showed it to us because they knew it was the strongest one they'd done in a while. And it was going to, it was going to make us more excited than uh, the News Titans, our last episode. Well, yes, but also. The people at Paley Fest are people who are, like, literally there because they're obsessive fans. Yes. Terrifying. 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 Cole walks on screen for the episode. <laughs> and a thousand insane. And a thousand girls scream for him. Not the, not the actor. The character in the show appears on screen. So, I don't know if you noticed this, because we were sitting a couple of seats away, but there was a girl behind me who screamed i had to cover my ears and i'm trying not to be an asshole because i'm like i get it like you're a riverdale fan like <laughs> but i literally like it was so that and this is the exact same thing that happened to me when i was at paley fest for pretty little pretty little liars like, the year before yeah um and it was like and also the annoying thing about it is that at both panels i think now that i'm remembering they asked the actors about dating in real life I feel bad because the girl who asked was young. She was very young. So I'm not going to judge her for it. She's a uh-huh. child. But if it, it's also like, oof. Oh, God. Did you did you see the Westworld panel Hilarious. thing? Hilarious. Yes, I the, did. The, the fan question to end all fan questions. They're like, all right, we're done here. I know. Incredible. I know. That's the thing. It's I'm going to give everybody who's listening to this a piece of advice. I, I like to think that you don't need it. But if you ever have the opportunity to ask a question on the panel... Here is a couple of things that you need to keep in mind. This is good. Do this. It must be short. It must be concise. It must be a real question. And it must not start with a long-winded story about yourself or end with one. I know you want to tell the actors how much the show means to you. But there are many, 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 many other people in the audience who feel similarly to you who also feel like you're kind of wasting their time yeah. at that point. So, like, a question I would ask would be, when you guys got the script, did they tell you who was dead at the end of the episode, and right. were you guys surprised? Ask the actors something that they would want, would, would think about as an actor. Don't ask, why did your character do this thing? Because they did it because the writer wrote it that way. You can ask the writer that question. Ask the actor, how did you approach performing this kind of thing? I'm now I'm like, wait, have I ever asked an actor a question like that in my journalism career? This is a this is a personal thing, but like I know you wanna ask who makes prank who does pranks on the set. 
But that's a dumb question. I think I've asked that question before. I hate that question. I think it's funny. Well, it's only funny if there's like a real prankster, I think. Yeah, that yeah. You no. Know. Like, don't go searching for a prankster when, like, what if there isn't one? Then it's just sad. Uh, if there's no prankster, we're very serious people. Yeah. One person asked what snacks they liked on set. Yeah, that was weird. And I was like, that's not like, maybe they're from like an outlet that's like set, like, like focused on like set snacks mm-hmm. <laughs> or like, you know, it's like a food blog or something. And I know you need the content, Yeah. but, but they were like, I like apples, <laughs> like carrots. <laughs> I'm a vegan. So yeah. 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 Sorry to be that person. One girl gave, um, Madeline Pecha veggie grill gift card and she seemed so happy. I, yeah. I don't know how I feel about giving things to the, it's a little yeah. weird, but, like, I would always accept a Veggie Grill gift card. <laughs> veggie Grill's great. Have you been? No. Veggie Grill's so good. There's one next to Is it to a vegan place? It is, but, like, honestly, like, I don't like that face. It's good. Like, it's so good. It, it All the fake meat, like, tastes pretty good. Okay. Um, but they also have things that are not fake meat. You know, I'll try anything. I know. You're pretty good about that, actually. Thank you. Yeah. It's It's a mission. Okay, where do you want to jump next? Archie, Betty and Veronica, Alice, or Cheryl? Alice. Alice, okay. So Alice goes to Pops to try to hook up with FP, and he's like, I'm working. And she's like, well, I guess that's the end of our relationship, and leaves. <laughs> um, and then... Then she calls Chick at home, and she's like crying on the phone, saying, I'm... I miss you. I love you. I'm so sorry, chick. I can't handle this. You can't? What happened to her? She's great. What happened to the strong, to independent... situation? I found a gun in your room, what's wrong with you, mother, from last season. Because you know what? Sometimes strong women can be broken. Or She's lonely. She's lonely. Doesn't make her less strong. She needs to make some friends who aren't her family. It would actually be great if you could see her and I guess not Hermione Lodge, but like Mary. Yeah. Does she and Mary like each other? No, no, no they don't. She's not right? like anyone. This is the problem. You're mean to everyone <laughs> and you have no friends. <laughs> you push them away. And then she's like, Betty, don't leave me. She starts singing a song to Carrie as Carrie's mom. And then changes the words to Betty at the end and starts crying and be like, Betty, don't leave her. And the faces on the whole cast of this, especially KJ Appa, has the best, like, what <laughs> face? It's a little cringeworthy. I'd be so embarrassed if I was oh Betty. My God. So anyway, let's see what else we got. How Cheryl got her groove back? No, we're not done yet. We're not done? Okay. We have to bring Hal back. Oh, right. Uh, I was hoping we could avoid this. So Alice and then she's driven her way. Betty's like, I can bring someone back home. Dad! Uh, Why would she? Like, terrible cheating father. Hal drops by with flowers. Were they peonies? Uh, Did she say I hate peonies? She said I'm allergic to them. Okay. We've only been married for decades. (laughs) Which, who? Serious fail on your part, Hal. Uh... But I think it's awkward and hilarious as he like hands them both to Betty. She's like, okay, I'll just go. Yeah. Because uh, they need uh she's like Alice is like, no more secrets. So she's immediately open to him coming back. Which is insane. Okay. Uh well, I assume they have some good times, right? There had to have been happy times when they were married. Yes. Uh or was it all an act the whole time? That's a bummer. <laughs> uh and the big secret she needs to reveal to him is that is I thought it would be FP. It's not. 
it's Chig isn't your son, something we all thought he knew. Yeah. He, he was like, I kind of suspect it. So he didn't leave home because, oh, this kid who's not my son is living here. <laughs> he just left, left home because that kid's fucking weird. I don't want to be in the same house as him. So... So, yeah, so uh, Hal actually could kind of be a dirtbag then when you think about it from that angle. I mean, he's, he's awful. He's this awful. is my son. I hate you. Like, I actually think you could Oh, my be. son's here. That kid's the worst. I'm out of this house and marriage. Yeah, I'm going to go be with the town prostitute. Who it's real. Is- <laughs> I honestly think that your Penelope Blossom is, like, my Betty. <laughs> Please do it again. It is good. It's real. It's so accurate. It's so good. So later at the at the show, FP is coming in and he sees that Hal and Alice are like a thing again. Alice just pops up from the stage like, hi Hal, and goes back in, which is not something you do. No. But FP's like, well, screw this musical. Shoot. And leaves. <laughs> like, I really hate musicals. So. That's the end of that storyline. Oh god, um, there is like I am so into the Alice and FP ship. Like honestly, that tattoo. I know it's just needed. there's passion there that she doesn't have with her own husband. Oh my god, it's I'd love horrible. to see them try to face Hal as a character. I think it could be done, but it's hard. It's hard stuff. So, do you want to do Betty and Veronica, Cheryl, or Archie? Uh, Betty and Veronica. Betty and Veronica. So. Archie is, I just talked to Betty at one point. He's like, isn't it weird that we're playing boyfriend-girlfriend? And Jughead from behind the camera is like, whoa! <laughs> right here. Remember how we kissed? <laughs> you know, remember that time that, like, you and I have wanted to do each other for a while now? <laughs> Ew. Uh, but they're like, yeah, our friend group's strained. And Betty's like, yeah, because Veronica is, like, lied to everyone, supported this prison, and, This like, is the weirdest plot Tried to take over show. the school Can and I, the town. Like, so... So Archie is basically like, yeah, well, you don't understand her. She's trying her best under really hard circumstances. And then Betty's like, well, can you tell me how? And then he's like, no, I don't think I can. <laughs> and then she's like, okay, I guess I'll go sing a friendship song to Veronica now. <laughs> yeah, he's like, um, she's been under a lot of pressure. I remember you were mean too when the Black Hood was threatening your life. Yeah. Or your sister's life. So she's like, is this and, the and same? Betty's like, you're right. It's exactly the same as that. So... Archie and Betty have to sing this, like, love ballad. Yeah. And then they quickly cut away from that to Betty going to see Veronica. And Veronica's like, you're right. And Betty's like, no, you're right. <laughs> and then they start singing the love ballad to each other. So Which it becomes a ballad we, about female friendships. We've always wanted that. But, but no, this is exactly, I think, what... So Veronica's like, you're right. I'm the worst. Like, I'm a bad person. You should hate me. I've been a terrible friend. And then Betty says... No. No, she <laughs> says, like... I think that's like the opposite of true or something. She's yeah, like, nothing could be further from the truth. Say, nothing could be further from the truth. That's not a good Betty impression. Do you want to do it again? Yeah, hold on one second. No, nothing could be further from the truth. And then she sings the song. And then they're just best friends. We're really avoiding the conversation. Yeah, Veronica did some shady stuff. She's in the process of doing the shady thing. So there's just the songs just fix problems when they shouldn't have that kind of power. The songs, shouldn't. That's what musicals do. They fix things. I they know, but Jesus. Via song. They're 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 avoiding having a real confrontation about their issues with each other. It's a nice song, John. Let's just let it go. Okay. <laughs> Cheryl or Archie? Archie. Archie. 
actually really, about goddamn Archie. Hi, Archie. Uh, <clears throat> so Archie's reading the script while doing push-ups, which is the most KJ thing he's ever done in the show. Yeah, it seems really hard. I did a push-up today in class. Or not a push-up, I did a plank, which is half a push-up, essentially. I, well, plank is just holding, like, in yeah. push-up position, yeah. Right. Um, I don't think I could breathe, let alone read a script. Wait, how long can you hold a plank for? Oh my god, do you want to test me later? I would love to okay. come compete against you. Oh, no, you're going to win. Wait, how long can you do it for? Probably about two minutes. Okay. Can you do a lot longer than that? No. <laughs> I've done it for like a minute. I don't know if I can do two But you're minutes. right. It's it's super... I couldn't but read I and do push-ups at the same time. <laughs> that would be... Too much. Dis- disastrous. One time I think I did a plank competition against my mom and she smoked me. Really? Yeah. Is your mom like very into exercising? My mom exercising? loves going to the gym. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, okay, so Fred's like, I can build sets for the play. And she's like, great idea. He's like, I can drive you to school. And she's like, no. I'm going to uh, take my bike. My bike. <laughs> my four-wheel bike. Um, don't. Hey, have you noticed that firebird on the street? Crazy. I wonder who that belongs to. Bye, Dad. Yeah, that was the <laughs> weird thing about that bike. Like, wouldn't you notice, like, on their desolate street that, like, no. The only things that are on that street are fog and, uh... Fog and this fire. That car, yeah. yeah. So, he hasn't told his dad about the car. In fact, he asked Veronica if he can park it at the Pembroke, which must be real close to... Actually, we've known it's real close to where Archie lives since episode two, so... Yeah, they must be all kind of pretty close. Uh, so, if the whole town's within walking distance, why do you need a car at all? I mean... He didn't even need a car to get to New York to beat up that one kid. He didn't walk there. Yeah. Imagine if he did walk. Imagine if it was, like, there in Queens <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> Daredevil's just running nearby. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's cool. Really cool. Um, so he parks it at the Pembroke, which Hiram notices. Hiram has a very weird, very short scene with Hermione where she's like, do you think we should be worried about Fred? He's like, no, because his whole family hates him. <laughs> It's like a one-minute scene where he's like, nope, nobody loves him. He's running on family values. Look at that idiot. Oh, my God. Poor Fred. Everyone loves Fred. That's Mary thing. left. She was like, I'll stick around for the election. And then one episode was like, I got to go. This town's insane. Yeah. Every time I think I'm cool with it, I come back. And nope, they're all crazy people. Yeah, maybe Archie should have went to Chicago Save himself some trouble, like yeah. getting involved in gang life. Yeah, absolutely. Leave the big city. So, uh, Veronica tells Hiram about the car because he's like, why is that downstairs? And he decides to show up at the school in the, in like the, the, what is it, the shop room and just be like, hey, Fred, have you ridden in the car yet? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most catty and bitchy thing he's ever done. But uh, Fred plays it so and, uh, well. Fred's like, it's a hell of a ride. And then when I he leaves, him. he's just like, meh. Honestly, if my, I think that like the difference between Fred and my parents is that if somebody gave me a Firebird, they would be like, oh my God, you have to, this guy Hiram, he's the nicest guy. You have to... He gave RJ a car. Like, amazing. Like, he gave my kid a car. What a great guy. Like, my parents would be very bought, very I don't easy. think my parents would be into that. I mean, I think, like... They'd be like, what's the motive here? Why are you doing this for I my son? Who are you? I would be into it. I really do. <laughs> I think they'd be if like... If someone amazing. gave you the money to get a car, that's different. But if someone bought me a car... Mom, dad, I don't know, would you be fine with that? Am I totally wrong when my parents think it's like the creepiest thing? 
I'm going to ask them. Yeah, we gotta, we'll gotta. we touch base on this one. I'm going to text them and be like, it's for our podcast. I don't think my friend, my parents would be cool with that. I guess it really depends on who it was. If it was, like, a random stranger. I mean, obviously, there's... I think that if, like, somebody else bought Archie a car it, and it wasn't Hiram, Fred would be, like, less of a weirdo about yeah. it. I mean, he was he's not a weirdo. I mean, yeah, it's... But. Well, I don't know, because, like, he's... He has this dream. Yes, that he, he and his son would get this old junker, like a jalopy or something, and they'd fix it up together. That'd be something that they made. That's a sweet dream. That's this man. He's a simple man. He's got simple dreams. It's a sweet. It's a sweet dream. It is, but like I do think that like if Archie saved up his money and like got a nice car, or if he got like some, he came into money and bought a car. Like I think Fred would be chill with it, right? Yeah. yeah. Like I don't think it's just like I need to have this dream. So even after the fight. Fred still comes back to the school and works on the sets. And Archie's like, what are you doing here? It's like, I keep my promises, son. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, son. And that alone, like, inspires Archie. Like, oh my god, I'm a monster. Yeah, And he goes back to Hiram. He's like, listen, I know you, like, you're doing this thing where you're trying to take me away from my dad, but that's a battle you will never win. I'm like, sorry, I love you, you so it. much. <laughs> uh, here, have the car keys back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm like, Sorry, I love you. Please don't break up with me. Uh, but my dad's important too. Uh, take these keys back. My dad is like sixty percent as important as you are to me. I mean, you'll always be in here. Yeah, yeah. But like, I live in my dad's house, so it's gonna be weird. Unless you want me to move in. In which case, I will. Too, too fast. I'm moving too fast. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, which I I I love this because it's about time that Archie did this, and I'm hoping this is. A sign that he's gonna turn around for the rest of the season. I still think he's like really into Hiram though. I know, I know. he's in love with Hiram. I mean, have you seen that man? I know. I mean, Jesus. he's beautiful, but like Luke Perry is nothing to shake at either. Yeah, he has to stay with Veronica because like she's his way to Hiram. Right. But <laughs> <It's> so creepy. <laughs> so Archie sold all of his music stuff to Junkyard Steve. Sure. Who's my favorite background character. And I guess we're uh, not getting any Archie music. And he music. buys this, like, holy... Yeah, the music is just gone. Uh, he buys this old jalopy. What is a jalopy, and how do you spell it? Whatever that car was. Uh, yeah. J-A-L-O-P-Y. I mean, the one that looked like a 1905, like, van. Not van. Like, a horse-drawn carriage. Like, that was, like, what it looked like to me. Like, it was, like, very, very It's old. the first car ever made in America. <laughs> ever. Uh, it's the first car ever made. But he wants to fix it up with Fred, and honestly, like, I was moved. I can't Because wait. Luke Perry sold the hell out of that scene. He was in tears. Oh, my God. There's... I cannot wait until that car becomes, like, Grease Lightning. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I hope so. It's a totally different car. Do you it know what's crazy? I was just reading about something in the in the new Riverdale comics, in, like, the new, the, sorry, the new Archie comics. They had a, uh, they had a, like, a drag race. Uh, they had they had their own racing storyline. Nice. And then it, Betty is, like, paralyzed. What? Her legs, yeah. It's what? insane. Like, the comics these days are as dramatic as the show is. And it She's... makes me want to go back and buy a bunch of trades and, like, really read up on them. So, and then we wind up with Cheryl. Which is mostly like, okay, so she and Josie, I mean, Josie has very real reasons to be like, I don't want to be in the same room with this girl. Yeah, she's... And Cheryl's like, no, it's cool. We'll be in the musical. So, and or Kevin's like, it's cool, you'll be in the musical. Sing together, you're friends in the musical. She's, and like, Actually, she's a guidance counselor, I think, in the musical, and Cheryl is the oh, student. Well, there's no passion there, so Cheryl yells cut, and Kevin's like, um, excuse me, that's kind of my thing. And uh, she's like... You should be cool with me because I was in a dark place and now I'm not. 
And apparently that's enough. And yeah. then they sing a song and they're friends again. I'm fine with it. I guess. Let's not. Let's not. Musical recast. logic. Yeah. So uh, Kevin tells Cheryl he has to recast her. She has the exact line of, after the fires I've walked through. Which is great because she literally walked through fires. Uh, but Penelope comes in to decline Cheryl's parental approval to take part in the musical. Yeah, so fucking mean. And then Tony tells Cheryl she needs to show her mother who's in charge. And Cheryl says, I'm not the same girl who burned down Thornhill and cut off her oxygen. <laughs> to which Tony's like, totally cool, I still want to date you. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah, no, no duh, you're a different person on a weekly basis. You're not the same girl who did that stuff. She goes home with a bucket that turns out to be of blood, covers herself in blood, wields a candelabra in hand, and threatens her mother until she demands emancipation. Which, honestly, amazing. Which, honestly... She should have done it in the first episode. Which, honestly, how did it take us 18 episodes to get her exactly where she was in the premiere of this season? Just let her be, John. I would if she was being this from the beginning, but Maybe. instead she was in a weird got there, treading John. water for 18 hours. I wouldn't say she was treading water. She dated Choni, which is... She dated Choni. She became one half of Choni, which is really the only thing I've ever That needed. was three hours ago. What was she doing for like the she was 10 episodes? The Sisters of Quiet Mercy being... Again, what was she doing for the first 10 episodes of this season? I cheerleading? Being sad? I'm sorry, but this really bugs me. I know, it bums you out. But hey, now that we have an emancipated Cheryl, think about what we can do with that. But will we? Will we have an emancipated, or will this be a big fight, and then she'll just wind up back where she was? I think this is a turning point. You don't cover yourself in blood for no reason. Also, I'm assuming it's not real blood, but I don't know. In the Paley Fest panel, she said it was corn syrup. <laughs> Well, yeah, behind the scenes, of course it was fake blood. Well, of course, obviously. I don't think they really count her. <laughs> Vegan, Madeline. They invited some fans up, and then they... Oh, God, that's dark. <laughs> some, of the, some of the people who waited for the set visit didn't make it out. Oh. R.I.P. So, that's the episode. You got some comic connections? Uh, do you want to do that first? Yeah. Or do we not do comic connections? Yeah. Okay, so I got two. Fangs Fogarty. Uh, was real? originally introduced. Yeah, he's actually from the comics. He was introduced in Little Archie. As a fat and snaggletooth bully Aww. who tormented Archie, Jughead, and Reggie. Um, and he was good friends with Dylan Doily, of all people. Weird. Okay. Uh, then he disappeared from the comics and resurfaced in mainstream like Teenage Archie in 2000, where his new nickname was Smiley after getting orthodontic work done. I hate that. And he returns to apologize to those he bullied. That's sweet. Then Hal Cooper was originally J.B. Cooper... An older... Wait, really? Yeah, like That's the, funny. his name the first time he showed up. He was an older uh, than all the parents, and he occasionally wore a lodge uniform like that of a fraternal order. Okay. It's like, where? Well, men could be men kind of Yeah, I don't thing. like that. Yeah, like the Flintstones? Up. Like how they do that in the Flintstones? Yeah. I, I always thought that was weird. It's a weird thing. It's a very period thing. Um, he's rotund... Rotund with light brown hair and early signs of baldness. Oh, okay. Uh, he's a druggist. A pharmacist? A pharmacist. And a highly respected citizen who serves on the town council. Almost none of that is true. Um, in some of the stories, he smoked a pipe, but those have since been deleted in reprintings, which I'm not sure if that's cool to, like, edit your history. Yeah, you know the old Looney Tunes cartoons will be like, yeah, some of this stuff is super racist and we apologize, yeah. but we're not going to remove it from the canon because that would be lying to you. 
I guess so. I think that's a little different, though, somehow. Because these are for kids? Yeah. So are Looney Tunes. I guess. No, yeah. I don't know. I also think that somebody smoking a pipe is a little bit different than deleting a cartoon that was racist, though. Like, like Hal Cooper doesn't need to smoke, smoke a pipe. Like, it's not like we're going to be like... It's like, true. We knew it's true. people. It's not like a like, huge thing. Yeah, I wouldn't... Uh, originally, he believed in gender stereotypes. Oh, did he? But in okay. later years, he's uh, doing more stuff with Betty, and he's the one who introduced her to sports. Uh, I guess they retconned that. And uh, he is perplexed by female antics as the only man in the house after Chick leaves. I mean, same? Okay. <laughs> and that is all my comic connections. I only got two. Okay, so prom queen, prom king. Kevin uh, Keller, prom king. Uh, Cause he's just trying to do his best. I agree, and honestly, oh man, killer voice. Uh, I wish he could have sang more songs. Yeah. Prom queen. I want to give it to Tony. Okay. I wish she had more songs. Her she voice so kind of blew me away. Yeah, she was really good. But real prom queen is that one dancer girl. Yeah, in the weird. Okay, John. Um, who's your chaperone then? I mean, there's not a Fred. lot of options. Yeah, yeah, it's Fred. It's always yeah, Fred. Yeah, of course it's Fred. Always. Uh, and who is who are we throwing under the bus? Uh, Midge. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Never to return. Yeah, well, she's under the bus like forever. I'm going to do it for Fangus because, like, come on. Kevin didn't want any of that stuff. Like, stop coming up on him. Oh, okay. No, Fangs was <laughs> fine. <laughs> Whatever. Honestly, I think that actor was having the most fun this whole episode. Everybody was actually kind of in good spirits. Yeah, no Penelope one was Blossom. directly she, evil. She sucks. Penelope Blossom was directly evil. Yeah. Okay, we can do that. We yeah. can throw her under the bus. We can throw adults under the bus. I don't care. Yeah, we yeah we do. Sometimes. Um, great. So rumors, rumor mill. So the Black Hood is back, right? He's back, baby. Don't mess this up. Okay. So I'm serious. Svensson was not it. the Black Hood. That's my thought. I think the biggest question is: Is Svensson was Svensson ever the Black Hood? If this is if Svensson wasn't, and this is the real Black Hood, what has he been doing for the past couple of months, and why hasn't he been killing people? I think that laying low is it hasn't been that long. Yeah, it has. Has it? Yeah, it was like December, and, and now, now it's, it's April. Okay. I mean, three months, four months. It's a lot. I mean, there are sometimes killers who go into, like, dormant phases. I don't know. But this guy didn't kill many people. Yeah, well, he thinks he's a big serial killer. He thinks he's like Ted Bundy. He's very proud of himself. Yeah, it's really weird, actually. Uh, I don't know. If it's a if it's a secondary killer, inspired by the first one's inability to get shit done, it's hilarious. it would be funnier. It would be much funnier. But I'm betting it's going to be the real murderer the whole time because that's easier to take seriously. I think that Claudius and Clifford Blossom, that there was going to be a weird like twin switching thing. Like I think that the person who killed Jason Blossom may have really been Claudius. Yeah, but the, I agree. I'm, I, I think we were th- talking about that a while ago. Yeah, and I think that maybe the Claudius that we know now is really Clifford. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I think that there's some variation of it. Which either is, Which will be weird because Hal Cooper's definitely the murderer, so. <laughs> Whatever. Well, That would solve all of our Hal Cooper problems. That he's just gone. And <laughs> that he's know, just, yeah. oh, I'm a murderer. That scene is just, I think Midge made the, made the notes because she wanted the carry part. And I think... Fangs found out and confronted her. And I think we're going to be dealing with a lot of that 
next week on what everyone was doing in that. I don't know why Moose was angry. Uh, maybe someone find maybe maybe actually Midge just found out that Moose was gay, and that's why she was talking to Fangs. Maybe there's a whole variety of things that could have been going on with Midge. Um, I think it's suspicious that Ethel seemed to be aware of why people were mm-hmm. suspicious of her. Um, but if she does have a vision board, you go, girl. Go out and get it. Yeah, you go get it. You use that secret. Mm-hmm. So I think we're running out of literal batteries. Yeah. So we yeah. should, we so, should do that. Uh, we, got, we got a little bit of time. So what are you looking forward to this week? Um, I am watching The Arrangement. Did I say that? You I mentioned really that, that one. one. Yeah. I'm excited uh, because on Sunday, Westworld comes back. Oh, I'm excited for that too. Yeah. Yeah, I started watching it. I really like it. Oh, good. Yeah. I am really excited for Westworld season two. Like, that's like, I didn't think that I would really like Westworld, and then I got really into it because, um, shout out to my editor, Morgan, who basically was like, you gotta watch this for work. Um, <laughs> and, and I watched it, and she was right, I loved it, and so, yeah, so I'm cool. excited. Um, so excited for Westworld season two. Excited for more Once Upon a Time, my favorite show. <laughs> the show that's on its series finale. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. I'm excited for the series finale. Um, and Henry has a podcast like we have a podcast. So. Oh, cool. We're all in Oh, yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> Amazing. Cool. Over and out, River Vixens. <laughs>